3: Yes, good afternoon welcome to Crunch Time, brought to you by Azuzu, Azuzu D-Max, is born to live. We're on for a big show today, we've got the, the sugar cane, Joel, in the studio, he's uh he's actually at the moment, just grabbing
2: himself a little coffee, here he walks, here he is, how are you Joey, welcome to the show. Well, uh, sorry Timmy, I, I did ask the boss, I said how long we got, he said four minutes, uh, so we're on are we? We are absolutely on. He me up. No. He <laughs> gened me up. No, no, no. Not gene you up at all. Okay, well, here we are. Uh, this is crunch time. Uh, all thanks to uh, our great sponsors uh, here. Um, uh, thanks to Isuzu D Max, is born to live. one 0117 is the way to have your say. You can also text 0457 736 736. Uh, where are you listening? Let us know. The 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Maybe you're listening via the digital radio on Brisbane SENQ, and you can download the app as well. Timmy, uh, thanks for opening up the show. Yeah, thanks mate. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. I was uh, practicing to open it all day. So. Are you joining me up? We're we actually, we're, we're actually we're yeah. live on air, mate. We're good. We're, there we uh, go. we're old. My apologies. Well, I've got week. Two,
3: two plugs to start the show now. So Excellent. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in.
2: Uh, now, Timmy, uh, let, let's address uh, last week. Um, oh, hang on. This is. The notes are saying here you're approaching 100 appearances on the NRL Nation commentary team. Is that right? <laughs> Is that really? You're about to get a milestone. Yeah.
3: Well, there you go. I think I'm. I'm going to fly my parents in. Yeah. Um, have, have <laughs> present, present the microphone to me for the for the game. But that's oh, 100. That's the one. Quick. It's been um. It's been quite a ride. I, I enjoy it. has been. I actually really enjoy. We spoke about it last year towards the end of last year. But yeah. I really enjoy learning, especially off your different callers. And uh, you've been really helpful for me as well along the journey.
2: Um, understanding when to come in, and it's, yeah. been, it's been great. Uh, Andrew Abdo will be here later on to present the, the UK <laughs> mic as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, but the listeners, you do drive the show. Uh, and apologies for my uh, lateness. I, I thought we were well and truly on time. But as I said, it's been a big week. Now, now, Timmy, uh, the walk last week for Johnny. Um, Paul Gallon's filthy about it. You know why? Why is that? Did, did he express his frustration to you? No, nah, I, I haven't heard from him Because yet. I caught up with him during the week. Aidan Tolman was actually there. The young boys were playing in a bit of a, um, a footy team. And he said, mate, uh, how far is a marathon? And I said, oh, look, I've actually done a marathon, gal. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, 42 Ks. He said, 42 Ks? He said, I thought it was 50. I said, no, it's 42. He goes, far out. He goes, the the Johnny Manor walk was 35. Yeah. Yep. 30, and he and he ran a fair chunk of it, gal. Mate, he ran, I reckon he ran the last 20. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's filthy because he said, I just had to do another seven and I could say I've done a marathon. Ah, okay, yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. so what Gal and I were talking about next year. Yep, it's got to be the Johnny Manor Marathon. The Manor Marathon. What, yeah. do you, what do you think about that? I think it's a good idea.
3: I think I think it was close to thirty-six. They said so. It's um, we're not far off. Another 6K. six k. Six k. You can easily add six k on it. Like just yeah, do a bit of a detour, um, go through and around uh, Belmore. The Johnny Manor Marathon. I like it, mate. He. We, we were still walking, and we still had hours to go, Yeah, and we got a message came through saying, Gal just walking up the finish line. Wow. I'm like, he must be walking fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out, yeah, him and a couple of others ran the last 20, and um, solid effort. I actually think, and this sounds weird, I think it would have been
2: easier, it's easier to run it than to walk it. Well, that's what he was saying. So he's in a moon boot. Did you yeah. see Gow in the moon boot? No. Yeah. So he's... Um, had an issue with that and apparently uh the physio he would have seen the shark's physio. Yeah. Um or Doc they were saying that the walking is probably what it did it more so than the running.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's weird. it's hard to explain to people don't when I say that they think you're weird, but yeah. The when you're walking, it's just you know, the repetitive you, know, you start feeling on your hips and your feet and whereas when you're running you kind of just get in a zone and you just start running and you don't really you know, you don't think about it as much. But I could feel different parts of my body were struggling throughout the walk. What's the furthest you've ran, Timmy? Um, when I retired I did I joined a bit of a running club uh, in the Hills district and we used to do about seventeen, seventeen and a half wow. Ks. Uh and it was just it was too soon after I retired. I was like, you know what, I've just retired. I don't need this right now. Nah. So I kinda pulled back on that. I, I do ten K's every Saturday, Sunday morning. So that's just consistent. I just keep doing it make sure I can do it. On on your own? On my own, yeah, I do ten K. So during COVID I was doing it on the on the road. Yeah. Now I'm a bit lazy doing the on the treadmill in yeah. the gym. I like just watching last night's game on the TV, put the earphones on, and just get in the zone of running. So, yeah. yeah.
2: What, what What would you knock over ten k's in? I'm doing forty five minutes now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Four and a half bit of
3: k's. Yeah. yeah wow. A bit, a bit, yeah.
2: That's good. Try and stop the big man ten out. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is yeah. a way to have your say. Uh, we've got some calls. We've got uh, Redcliffe uh, game today. Redcliffe, which is the Warriors' take on the Broncos, is a game in Mudgee. Uh, let us know your local ground at uh, 1 30-01170. We can give them a shout out um, as well. We we're at Heffron Park the other day. Uh, to have your say 0457-736-736. Dunny's asking for a few tips. We'll get to those a little bit later in the program. We're going to catch up with uh, Simon Awkward from Greyhound Racing as well a little bit later in the show. Anthony Seabold, he's going to join us too to speak all things rugby league. Um Andrew McCulloch joining us a little bit later in the program as well. So have your say on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the way to do that. You can also text 0457-736-736. So you play much bush, bush footy, Timmy? Did you get out there? Yeah, we
3: played we played M- Mudgy. We've done, um, I've been all over, Aubrey. Um, played a game at Coffs, played a game at... Uh, what, what
2: happened at all Was there an issue at Aubrey? Uh, you played a game down in Aubrey, and I thought there was some kind of fallout from that game. Not Aubrey itself, but... Who did you play down there? I played two games. I played a city
3: country down there. Yep. And I played my first ever NRL trial game down there, um, and it wasn't an issue. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a dust up. But the only thing I remember from that game was driving up on the team bus, and two locals decided to flash the team bus, and that's probably my, my, <laughs> my first memory of NRL football. I'm like this, this, is, but that doesn't happen every week, as you know. So. That's my memories of all. Wow,
2: <laughs> uh, Kurt's on the text. He says, uh, "Captain Cook, you should know all about that one, uh, sugar." Yeah, I certainly do. Kurt, uh, been many, many times down there at uh, Captain Cook, down there at Woolaware, I suppose they call that Woolaware, uh opposite from Shark Park. There, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, um, your Parramatta Eels, Timmy, where where are they at? How far can they go? Is there a ceiling on the Parramatta Eels?
3: I really like them this year. I think they're massive smoky to win the comp this year. Do you? Yeah, I think.
2: Well, what do they need? If there's one thing they're missing or they need to improve on. Luck. <laughs> luck, yeah.
3: You know, if they can get to the end of the year injury-free, yep. that's a big, like, a win for them. I think, Um, you look at the. I was talking to one of my former teammates about this yesterday, and we talked about, it was only a few years ago when we were playing, there was Powerhouse, like, you'd play Melbourne, and they had Cameron Smith, Cooper yeah. Cox, Billy Slater's, Roosters had Sonny Bill and Michael Jennings and like that. a really strong team. The Thurston's and the Matt Scotts of the Cowboys and there were some powerhouse teams that had their like they had a hand on the on the trophy. Yeah. And if you came a week to play them I and you weren't off your game, they'll flog you. At the moment, there's there's Penrith who are good, but they're still young. They're still like and they're beatable. Outside of Penrith, there's no like you know Roosters look very vulnerable at the moment. South aren't the same team they were the last few years. Um, who else is there? Melbourne can be. You know, beaten pretty easily now, and you look at you know no Christian world for most of the year. that's a big loss for
2: them. No two so, no, no Kamitha. Yeah, yeah.
3: So there's there's a lot of teams that can easily be beaten. That usually a yeah. stronger you know powerhouses. So Parramatta, there's not there's no one really standing their way, So if they you know, get through the year unscathed and get to the right time of the year, there's no reason
2: why they can't win it. As, and, as you know, with SCM, we had to give our tips at the start of the year. Now I tipped the Warriors to get the spoon, which to be honest, they could easily be none of the three. And I tipped the Sharks to make the grand final and people were just bagging the tripe out of me, right? Um, and the reason I picked the Sharks is because all ships rise with the tide and, you know, the coaching staff with Fitzgibbon and Price have, have been there and Hannai remains and and then you've got, you know, um, McGuinness, Vanooka and all these kids coming through, Nico, Nico Hines from a great yeah. system. So I thought, you know what? For the reasons that you shared, many, many of the best teams can regress. Yeah, You could argue that they're not as good as last year's team. You could even argue, I know Penrith are off to a flyer, but you could argue come the end of the year, would they be better with Burton in the side and Capewell in the side and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, they've already, you know, injuries to Toto oh, and those. Um, no Tui Kamikamitha, no Welsh for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a worry. Um, uh, no Josh Addo for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. So so teams like Parramatta, teams like the Sharks. Yeah. There's a dead set window for them, isn't there? Exactly right. And, and Parra, this is their window
3: because they lose, you know, five really good players at the end of the year, so... This has got to be the year that they kind of make a mark and make a crack at it. It's been since eighty six, so we've waited a while. Um I I love the Sharks too. Yeah. I think they, I think they can actually win the comp as well. They can. I don't not just make it, I think they can win it. But same thing. Things just have to go their way. They can't they, they can't do. afford to lose your know, Nico Hines or you, you lose I think any team at the moment, like if you take um, you know, Munster out of Melbourne, if you take Cleary out of you know, any team that loses a key player now, they can't win the comp. That's right. And the Sharks
2: are obviously in the same boat. Uh, plenty of text messages coming through. Let us know your favourite country ground that you love to go watch rugby league. So growing up in the country, Timmy, great memories where, um, you know, we'd play rugby league on the Saturday and the whole same team would play AFL as a team on the Sunday. The whole the exact same team. But, but you'd go and watch the local A-grade, right? And many of our listeners would be familiar with these sort of uh, scenes where you'd turn up and everyone would park their cars around the ground. And when there's a try scored, people are bipping the horns. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you'd be watching the local, it might be Lake Car Jelly Go, Sharks taking on Griffith, perhaps, you know. And uh, everyone's parked up on the hill and everyone's sitting on the back of their utes having a few beers and bipping their horns. Where's this? And, what area? Uh, wherever, anywhere in the yeah, country, yeah, a lot okay, of people yeah. would have grown up to this. And, yeah, and, yeah. and it was just great fun as a kid. At halftime, everyone would be on there kicking the ball over the posts and. Um, you'd listen out for the PA, it'd be around the grounds, and they'd give you the update on the NRL scores. Yep. Jeez, those yep. good memories. Um, Wade Park in Orange is another one. Uh, John suggests Plume Park on the Central Coast. And Olympic Park at Musselbrook, uh, two of my favourites, Joel. Olympic Park in Musselbrook. Why would, it, why would Musselbrook have a park called <laughs> Olympic Park? <laughs>
3: I don't know if they have hosted an Olympic
2: game. No. I, was,
3: I, I really, really doubt that. Um Olympic Park. It's Let us know. Good. If you sounds know why,
2: Olympic Park in Musselbrook. I, I, I wouldn't have thought there'd be uh, any Olympics there, that's for sure. Anyway, you can have your say, 0457 736 736. Alex Cecile is here. Hello, mate. Nice to be
1: with you guys. Sorry for giving you the bum steer there, Jolly. I thought we – I gave you the, the call out for 30 seconds to go. Mm. We'll have to play back Timmy's opening because it it was superb. He was, was caught on the hop and he, you know, <laughs> he just – He'd adjusted absolutely perfectly. It yeah. was terrific.
2: No, yeah, thanks, Alex. Appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Yeah, Big cheers. news, to me Throughout the week, uh, Will Smith he's resigned from the Oscar Academy. Whatever the hell that means. Oh, <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> yeah, is, is it dead set legit? Are you convinced? I, I
3: was, I was very skeptical at the start. Yeah. There's no way it's real. They're they're very good actors. Yeah, they're, you know, there's, it's all part of the show. Yeah, but the, the longer the aftermath goes, the more I'm thinking, well, maybe it was real. Like maybe
2: it looked like a bit of a meltdown, Ooh. didn't it?
3: Yeah, and. I don't know, I don't follow his personal life very closely, but no. by all reports, he's got a fair bit going on there. So maybe it was just a, a sh- but he was laughing like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know, mate. It's a, it's a, it's an actor with an actor yeah. with a room full of actors. So yeah. I, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that Chris Rock has since sold out his. No, well, he since had a had a concert or whatever you call it? A yeah, gig? What would yeah. you call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a show, performance or a show. Yeah, and. Tickets were selling for, I think it was 45 bucks a ticket and they rocketed up to about 350 bucks US yeah. on the back of what he did. And what happened was throughout that uh, show, uh, somebody started to sledge him throughout it and they had to get evicted. So
3: yeah. that's
2: how it all played out. But it, 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 either way, it's put both of them, well, not on the map. They were already on the map. But, but It's put the show on the map because the, yeah. the ratings were struggling so bad for that's Oscars, right,
3: Oscar. So all of a sudden now everyone's talking about it, um, whether it's on purpose or not. It's it's done the job.
2: Uh, Eric Weasel Oval, uh, Wagga, uh now units. Oh, yeah,
3: I played there.
2: Yeah, oh, now units. Oh, you're saying there's now units. Uh, Matt, oh, really? Yeah, Eric Weasel Oval is now units. So they've built upon that.
3: I played. Yeah, I played, it, yeah, I played there years ago.
2: Talking about building uh, on Sandown Racecourse, I think too. They're gonna. Yeah. Uh, make property a affordable. How is bit that possible? Is it, there's
3: not many Lebanese people there, is there?
2: Where's that? In, in Wagga Wagga? <laughs> <laughs> Building up. <laughs> I don't know how that's happened. How's that happened? Uh, yeah. Maybe they're moving there. You never, never know. Yeah. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. I'll tell you what, Timmy, at the moment. How, how old are your little ones? Uh, five and three. Five and three, yes. Yeah. So that's all ahead of you. Yeah. I've got four kids, right? Four. And, and they're very sporty kids. Like They play in rugby league and they play in touch and all that sort of stuff. Mate, we are drowning in WhatsApp groups. Oh, parent WhatsApp groups. Oh. Oh, no. We're drowning in it. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you what needs to be a rule, and I've spoken about this before, and a lot of people listening will will understand what I'm saying here. When you've got a training session coming up, please don't ask who's coming. Mm-hmm. Because it's likely, <laughs> it's, it's likely that 80% of people yeah. are coming. Yeah. So just say, um, if you can't make it, please message me direct. It's just inundation of... Messaging, my, my phone is not stopping all day. Yeah, you can mute them. You can mute them. So there's different chats you can go into. This chat,
3: I don't want to see every notification that comes up. Yeah. and then that way you can just see them whenever you open it. Then you'll catch up on
1: it.
2: Yes. Other than
3: that, it doesn't bother you, right? Yeah. So you can affect each. Okay, chat. Okay, I don't it, mind that. Um, but
1: still, you still got to do the old scroll down though. I've got to work, which, which is yeah. the problem.
2: Well, that's the other thing too. With everyone replying, you get lost in what yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. messages. But they need something um, WhatsApp where it's just a. Uh, can you make it? and just press the button or something.
3: That's actually a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, we are yeah, just developing a new app, guys. Yeah, let's go into a new app. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a click of the button, bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, bang.
2: bang <laughs> and that message remains there anyway. We're going to talk about all the games after this. This is Crunch Time. All thanks to Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Timmy Manor in the house. Andrew McCullough's going to stop by after 1 o'clock. So too Anthony Seabold. We're looking forward to that. This is Crunch Time. We're breaking back with more. Yeah, having a bit of a shout-out too for the local grounds. Uh, So let us know where you grew up playing if you want to give it a shout-out your little team. Uh, JJ Connors Oval, home to the Snowy River Bears. It overlooks Lake Jindabyne with the snow-capped mountains in the background. That's what we're looking for, a bit of a description of the ground and... Um, something about a little bit of history about the park. Played a season there, and it was the best country footy experience ever. Uh, that's the McLaren Flat Shark. Good on you, McLaren Flat Shark. Uh, first text I've had from you. 0457 Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is crunch time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live. You drive the show. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the way to get in touch with us. You can also call one 1170 or tweet at 11.70 SEN. Now last night it was the grand final rematch and it was the same outcome. The Premier's triumphant. They've made it 4 from 4. Here's how it played out. Oh, nice. And they're going to score again! It's Taylor May! How do they get through there?
1: He goes to Cleary, onto Lui, then to kick out.
2: No look pass. Taylor, mate, he does beautifully. He gets around the defence and underneath them and scores his That's second.
1: <laughs>
0: Gillius now, and Walker. Here's
2: Johnston. Alex Johnston back infield. He comes, gives the pass away. Walker's in. We've still got time and we've got a game on our hands. Comes out
0: to Luai. This is danger. Luai rolls it through. It'll be a try to Martin. It's a try off the Luai kick.
2: Uh, There you go. The Panthers, they're setting the benchmark. There's no question there. Uh, They make it four from four. uh, The first game back, of course. With Nathan Cleary, but they're absolutely humming at the moment, aren't they, Timmy? They are, mate. And the thing is, they do everything at pace. They just Everyone hits the,
3: the line at pace. Everyone knows exactly what they've got to do. It looks seamless for them in attack. Um, but it was the, the defence, yes, that was really good as well. Um, I know we we'll to chat a bit about it later, but Dylan Edwards, gee, he hung some
2: crackers in defence. Just before I forget this, uh, D- Dan ain't shared this with me, actually, and he'd heard a rumour, and, and if this is the case, it's bloody good. Uh, he'd heard a rumour that uh, Penrith... Um, you know, they're building the new ground and they were having to relocate for that time being. Well, apparently there's talk going around that they may actually move the ground. In other words, stay where they are and then have the ground either closer to Mulgawa Road where they have that training paddock, if you like, or build the new ground at the paceway, which means that Penrith don't actually have to move away from home. That's awesome. Whilst being built. So that's the rumour going around. Now, if that's the case... That'd be massive for Penrith. Well, that
3: killed us. We did two years at ANZ Stadium. We were building Bank West or Combank Stadium, and in those two years we were atrocious. And just there was no home ground advantage. Every time you played South, Bulldogs, Dragons, it was their home game, and we were just giving them away a away home game. So it's game. a factor, right? I oh, 100%.
2: So is yeah. that a factor for the West Tigers? We'll catch up with Adam Dewey a little bit later on. Do you think it's a factor for the West Tigers being nomadic in many ways? Yeah, well, where, where is their home?
3: Oh, that's a great question. Will they end up playing at Concord or is that not a a stadium to play out? It wouldn't be a stadium player. I think I think that's to be honest, I think the, the Tigers, at least of their problems, is where they're playing. I think they've got a few more issues they've got to uh kinda of sort through. The the thing about the West Tigers is there's they they've done really well outside of the football. They're you know, they're putting together these, this this brand new centre of excellence. There's some good wins off the field, but um yeah, you know, unfortunately, fans don't really care about that. They just want to see results on the field.
2: Uh, text message coming through. Well, actually, one uh, Greg Alexander. He's listening to the program. Good to have your company, Brandy, and uh, doing a great job too with Vossie in the mornings. A, an absolute starring job, actually. Uh, he says the WhatsApps getting getting him as well. This this is a really good message from Kim from Botany, right? So we had a message the other day. In fact, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll bring up the message. Um, okay, this is from Kim. He said, uh, Joel and Fletch, my wife is due to have a baby boy this week. Question for you both. Could you suggest your favorite NRL players uh, as a suggestion for names? Our leading contender is a very well-known NRL name, Kim from Botany. Right? So this came through the other day. Kim from Botany has been in touch. Yep. Uh, Hey, Sugar. I messaged you the other day on the show for baby names. I'm happy to say that a healthy little boy has arrived. uh, And his name, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Played for South last year. He's no longer there. Adam? No. No. And his name is insert blank. Um, this will probably give it away. He said, I'm not a Tigers fan, but I love the name. Kim from Botany. Played at South last year. Mm. Retired. Has his own show now at Fox. Oh, Benj. Benji. Benji's a good name. Benji. So well done, Kim, uh, to you and your wife. Uh, congratulations on little Benji who has come into the world. Uh, Congratulations. Very, very special time for you. And great to have your company as well here on Crunch Time, 0457 736 736. Uh, Speaking of South Sydney, what did you make of them, Timmy, last night? Where are they at, the South Sydney Rabbitohs?
3: Yeah, I think the last two weeks have been a lot better than what the first two weeks were for them. Um, Obviously, the great win against the Roosters last week. Uh, They were always going to get up for that game, I think, emotionally. And I think it took a bit of juice out of them. But they're showing some good glimpses, but they're definitely not the same team they were the last few years. No, you know, no Wayne Bennett, no Adam Reynolds. I always said at the start of the year they're going to struggle without those two. And um, while they showed some good fight last night, um, I think if they make the eight, I'll make it and not really
2: do too much further than that. And they're not a contender. That, that's what you're saying.
3: Well, we spoke earlier about how anyone can be a contender now if things go, if things go their way and a few key teams lose some key players. But, at the moment, the way it stands, I wouldn't say they're they're contending for the Premiership.
2: Is there a better defensive fullback right now than
3: Dylan Edwards? He was impressive last night. He Actually, he does his job so seamless. Like, you don't yeah. really talk about him much. And, um, you know, everyone talks about, obviously, the two halves um, and how good they are. But he does a job for the, for the Panthers, and he just fits in so perfectly. And I thought last night he had some...
2: Like that one where he did the chase down the sideline. That was a, that was impressive. Yeah. I tell you, how's this for a coincidence? So, I had the young bloke um He played a footy carnival out at Tamworth. And then we had to get across to Coffs Harbour because yep. the wife, he was playing a touch football tournament in Coffs Harbour. So we're in the car and we're driving from Tamworth to Coffs Harbour. And then he's just asking me sort of random footy questions. He said, Dad, um where's Dylan Edwards from? And you wouldn't believe it. At the very moment he asked me, Where's Dylan Edwards from? I said, Mate. He's actually from here, where we are right now, Dorigo. We were actually oh, driving really? through Dorigo at the very time he yeah, asked wow. me, Dad, where's Dylan Edwards come? But players like him, like, he's just – and this is what you need to win comps, don't you? Because yeah. you can't have – you. Can, well, I was going to say you can't have stars, but he's a star. There's no question about that. I, I, I don't you mean. You can't have everyone be a Cleary. No. Uh, it just won't
3: work because you, you can't it in the cap. You need people that – Aren't as on as much query who yeah. do the job and and deliver every week, and he does that every week.
2: Does it every week? Yeah. He does it every week. Isaiah absolutely flying as well. Uh, Twenty six points to twelve, the Panthers defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Who? What's next for the Panthers? Let's have a quick bow peep to look ahead to next week. I mean, there's a loss coming uh, at some stage, or is there? Is there a loss coming for the Penrith Panthers? They must be absolutely tickled pink. People were questioning Timmy about, you know, could they be hungry? Could they get up for it again? And Uh, Matty Johns was on the program during the week. And by G, he summed it up beautifully. He said, when you're the defending champs, he said, it's like jumping into the ring for a fight. And each round, it's a brand new, fresh boxer waiting for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a great analogy, isn't it? That's true. And every time you play the team that won the comp the next year, you want to get one
2: over them because it's a a big scout. Tell me when this loss is coming, Timmy. They take on the Bulldogs next week? No. No? Okay. Then we move on to round six. Penrith Panthers then have the Broncos at nope. home. No. Nope. It's going to be hard to beat them at home, isn't it? They've got that oh, yeah. real fortress feel about them. Uh, now the Penrith Panthers, they play the Raiders at home?
3: Nope.
2: No. No. <laughs> they play the Gold Coast Titans away. Nope. That that could be one of those sticky games I reckon. Uh Parramatta Parramatta Eels in round 9. That'd be a good game. That's a beauty. Where's that at? That's at Penrith. That's going to be a good game. That's a cracker. Yeah. That's in round nine. And then round 10, the Panthers have got uh, the Melbourne Storm in yeah, Magic that. Round up at Suncorp okay. Stadium.
3: They Melbourne Storm play good up there. Yeah. They play good up there. I've never from experience. I was part of the first Magic Round uh, weekend. Yeah. When Melbourne put, Playing. put 60 on us. Yeah. That was the PAP show, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was the PAP show. The PAP show. Ron, That's PAP Tell you what, he's in some form now, PAP. Oh. It was a weird game. The, the the Parramatta did a really good job to win that game last yeah. week because Melbourne dominated every stat on the on the field, which is why I think Parramatta can win the comp because they traditionally we wouldn't win that game. No, um, but we found a way to win, which is a, a really
2: good sign. If Parramatta won the comp, who would be your Clive Churchill medalist?
3: You know what? Well, I think it's Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown was the catalyst last week. Yep. And uh, so I read some commentary throughout the week that he has to be firing for them to win the comp. Yep. And I think if he wins, if they win it, he's going to be a big part of
2: it. Well, Timmy, I don't mind saying this. I, I reckon I was the number one critic of Dylan Brown, qu- oh, really? questioning whether he was a number six, right? Yeah, right. Because yeah. I hadn't seen anything in the last three years. But to his credit, um, and when you're wrong, you're wrong. Well, I don't know if I was wrong, based on what we're seeing at the time. But he certainly turned things around. He, he's flying, and well done to the young fella.
3: Yeah, and I think, I think the first couple of years he came in, and, and you know Mitchell Moses is there, and he's obviously showing him the respect of you know running yeah. the show. And now he's starting to grow into a bit of confidence of saying, OK, well, now I'm old enough to kind of, you know, if I see something, I can call it. You know, I don't have to wait or you know, be too shy. So he's starting to have a bit more dominance in
2: that team, and it's trying. Plenty of text messages coming through. Roosterman, uh, he was talking about the parks. He said the Newcastle number one sports ground, uh, 20,000 all on the hill to watch West versus Cessnock. Uh, that's the Rooster Man. He also goes on to say that Luttrell is not a fullback. He said he's a left centre. The Rooster man, well, he certainly, well, he basically won the game for the Roosters, their second Uh, well, third premiership under Trent Robinson when he snuck down the short side, got it away. Tedesco ultimately scores a match winner against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, This text coming through. uh, G'day, boys. Panthers getting away with so much wrestling in the ruck. Why has the NRL never addressed the issue? Panthers do it better than most teams and refs have given up dealing with these infringements. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, Timmy? No, I don't agree with that. I think, And it's funny because when Melbourne were
3: winning comps, everyone said the same thing about them. The the rules at the moment it's too hard to get away with too much wrestling. You, know, you get pinned to six again for anything that's, you know, a little bit over the time limit. So yeah, you know, they're just doing a good job. They've just got good technique and they're they're doing a good job of slowing things down. But I, I love the new rules. I think the rules have made a, a big change in the way the game's getting
2: played and it's making the games a lot closer. Uh there you go. Keep the text messages coming through. Uh boys. Uh, Yeah, send us through the the fields or parks that remind you of growing up and playing a little bit of local football. Favourite ground, I played as a junior. This coming from Mick from North Gong. He said, Wiley Park Velodrome with the old grandstand and concrete pitch covered with black soil for winter. Played and trained at Memorial (laughs) Oval, Bankstown, White Picket, and the White Picket Fence and a cricket pitch as well, as hard as North Sydney Oval. Mick from North Gong. Good on you, Mick. What's the ground that you think of, Timmy, growing up? Oh, my my junior team's good for ours. hours. So we had the tallest permanent... Goalposts in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, well, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. an argument about that with Concord Oval and uh, the Guildford Owls. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you what?
3: know Do you
2: know what the height was? Can't remember, but i they were tall. Let us know what? on the text line if you know. Springfield Park in Guilford today, uh, footy field up the top, cricket field at the bottom. It, was, it used to be the home for the Guilford Raiders. Yeah, that was our
3: our secondary team, but oh, I never played there.
2: Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think Walsh. You'd be saying it's a secondary team. He might be, <laughs> he, he might be calling the Guildford Owls a secondary <laughs> team. They're still around the Raiders. Um, Jamison Park, I grew up at Penrith. Yeah, you're local? Yeah. Well, we moved around a stack. Um, that was it. was a lot of fields at Jamison, isn't there? Yeah, massive fields. Yeah, yeah. It's it's only a uh, par three away from um, where the Panthers play, actually. So it's uh, yeah, I think Mark, Mark Guy's gym's across the road
3: from there as well. Jemison
2: Park, Jemo yeah. Park for the locals there. G'day Sugarman and Timmy. Wait till Parra get their hands on uh, those filthy Panthers. I can't stand them. Steve says from Dubbo. Uh, that that would be some grand final, wouldn't it? The Panthers. Oh. Take on Parramatta.
3: It's also a bit of a rematch because we played them in the in week two of the finals last year. They yeah. beat us, and I thought Parramatta pretty unlucky that weekend. You know, it was a pretty close game, and we would be good to get another shot at them this year in the grand final.
2: And not only that, Timmy, the game before that, Mitch Moses on the siren has a kick to win the game. So oh,
3: that's right. Yeah, in the season.
2: So Parramatta don't aren't scared of the Panthers, and, and nor
3: the Melbourne Storm. me. we've beaten them three times in a row now. That's right. Twice last year, once this year. So uh, there's not many
2: teams that I think Parramatta can't beat. No, that's exactly right. One 1170 is a way to have your say. You can also text O four five seven seven three six seven three six after the break. We're going to catch up with Adam Dewey after the break. We'll also go through the sharks taking on the Knights. This is Crunch Time. Timmy Manor, I'm Joel Kane, and all thanks to Isuzu D Max. Born to live, you can call one 1170 or text 0457-736-736. Oh, it certainly is. one is a way to have your say. You can text 457 736 Plenty of text messages coming through. Um, Rooster Man writes, Sugar, can Shelby 66 win again? Do we keep living the dream? Uh, we'll talk about that after I, I want to share that story with it's quite a fascinating story the shelby 66 one this text coming through uh g'day boys sg ball full-time bowman tigers 30 defeat the Cronulla sharks 28 uh, the bowman comeback from 28 16 with 25 minutes remaining no name on that but we do appreciate that which will make this bloke happy who's on the line uh, the great adam dewey he's injured west tigers half he's out at the moment but i'm pleased to say he's here on crunch time g'day adam
4: Joel, timmy how are you boys
2: yeah, good, thanks, Adam. Good to hear your voice, mate. Good to hear your voice. Now,
3: um, I know it hasn't been a great great start for your boys at the moment, but you've been going around town saying the second you're back, they will all turn around. When can we expect to see you back?
4: spreading rumours to me. You're
3: not lying me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, in all seriousness, hey, though, when are you back? Yeah. What, what week can we expect to see you?
4: Um, everything's on track so far, and I've had uh, sort of no hiccups at the moment. I've started my contact block um, last week, so... Someone use my shoulders again and uh, try and learn how to tackle. And Again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> across, uh, back playing in about two to three months. I reckon I'll be back
2: on the field. And I'm um, around that round 14 mark. So, so awesome. somewhere there. Yeah, nice. i tell you now, Ads, like, mate, I, I, I was just gutted for Madge. Oh. It, it, like, honestly, like the rugby league gods, I actually felt against the Warriors just dominated. And there was four tries. So there was a, a try in the corner for Stafford Tower. If he catches that cleanly, they score. There was a try where um, the young 5'8", Madden, goes through. If he finds an for you score there. Luciano Lelewell, it was later confirmed, did score the try. And yep. the other try was Dane Laurie dropping out of the line. So for me, Adam Dewey, you absolutely smashed the Warriors. And I thought, OK, well, the Rugby League gods are going to look after match today, speaking about the Thursday game. And, and you just couldn't believe it. How did you feel at the time when that all played out? Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah,
4: obviously a frustrating finishes. seems to me like we, we can't find... Any luck or any bounce of the ball to go away um, this time? And um, sort of besides the night scale I think we've been in and around pretty much all the other results. And um, I guess going off the weekend, going off Thursday night's match against Gold Coast, we just sort of lacked that that little that little uh, finishing touch in the final third. And um, I guess we'll have a look at it. I put out the fence was much better on the weekend, and um, it's been it's been going all right all year. So um, in terms of our attack, we we'll have to look at look at clips and uh, think about how, how to
2: better finish off games. Yeah, you don't have to answer this, Adam, because it'd it'd be hard to answer. But I I personally, Timmy, think that Brooks, and I'm not just saying this like a lot of people right now. I've been saying this for years. I I don't believe he's a seven. I think he could be a very good six or a very good nine. And and I just think with, you know, with Madge when he gets Dewey back, um, Hastings comes back. Unfortunately, bloor has gone for the year. But, mate, I, I think you're a lot closer, ads than what many, many people are probably giving you guys credit for.
4: Yeah, I agree. Um, as I said, I've been in and around most games and um, you can see on the weekend the boys are really working hard in the effort areas and even defensively all year we haven't really conceded too many tries compared to last year and um, I think we've conceded something like six odd tries off kicks which, which is just disappointing and uh, not acceptable but um, defensively, structure-wise, I thought uh, the boys are really good on the weekend and uh, we've been pretty solid all year. As I said, just with our attack, obviously missing a few players with myself, you know, Hastings, Sean Bloor, Tommy Talio, like We've got a few stri- strike players that, that aren't there. And um, young talk about Madden, I thought, um, played, played reasonably well on the weekend. And um, he's only going to get better with time. And as I said, we, we do have a young spine with Brooksy. And um, I guess the more games they can play together, the more they'll start to form their combos and um, try and score some more points.
3: Yeah, Adam, I know it can be frustrating when you're injured. And a lot of times you can feel like you're not part of that, you know, the solution or the inner sanctum. But what, what role are you playing? Like, how, how are you trying to help out? And, and what can you do to kind of. Um, get the, I guess, the morale back on track to what it needs to be? Yeah,
4: it's, it's pretty weird for me because I am in the leadership group and um, I've sort of never been injured while I've been in the leadership group. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a challenge for me to know when to butt in and say something and know when to just sort of take a backwards seat and um, not overload the boys with too much information. So
3: yeah,
4: um, it's something that I've been working on and um, I'm starting to get into more meetings now and uh, speak to Madge, speak to Nathan and Ben, our, our attack and defence coaches and... Um, just throw some ideas at them and um, obviously have a different view from the players on the field and can watch and, and look at different things to try and help us out. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to get more involved now and uh, be a louder voice. And, um, yeah, obviously I don't want to overload the boys with, as I said, too much information as you know they're probably getting, getting habits had from everywhere. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to support them and um, give some boys some advice.
3: I'm, I'm a big fan of Mads. Yeah. And, um, me too. Have you had an opportunity to sit in the, in the, in the uh, coaches box and witness that? First hand?
4: No, I don't, I don't want to go next to that. <laughs> doesn't look like fun.
2: Hey, uh, adds, um on, on something a bit more positive, who would you say has been the Tigers' best to this point after the first month?
4: Uh, I think Kelma and Luciano are two back rollers. Um, I know they're leaving us next year, which is you know a bit unfortunate, but um, I think they've really been solid these first few rounds. And you can just see when Luch get the ball gets the ball in the tap, there's just you know so many options around him. We've got a better utilize him instead of just hitting him early and uh, letting him try to do anything let, let's try and help him out and hit him at the line and get dana sniffing off him for an offload because you know he can get his arm free and um also come on the other edge i think he's just yeah, runs a good line and um, it's one a, a good combo there with brooksy and um i'm sure if we can better use them in attack and um they'll, they'll allow us to score more points
2: if Panthers are the benchmark, which they clearly look like they are at the moment, uh, four from four, who's the team do you think at this point most likely to challenge them come the end of the year, Adam do we?
4: Yeah, obviously Panthers are you know on fire at the moment and you can just see how much confidence uh, they play with and uh, it's well respected and I think that team below, you know, likes like Melbourne and, and Parra, I, re- I really like Parra this year, I feel as though they've, they've kept the same cool group of players together for, for a few years now and... Um, this is sort of the, you know so-called premiership window and it's sort of that sort of last year to really be in the fight. And, um, I speak to Miss Moses quite often and you know, he's pretty confident about uh, what he's doing this year. And um, Yeah, I think Parra are, are, are going to be pretty close this year coming the end of the year.
3: Mate, it doesn't get much easier. you got Cronulla this week. Um, you got some solid nostrils. Are you smelling a victory <laughs> coming up soon?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I am actually I am skipping a, a win um, yeah I, I don't know it'll be tough obviously going, going to Cronulla they're in, they're in some form and um, we're going to their home ground on Sunday Arbor so um, hostile environment but um, I'm sure if the boys put in some effort and fix up some things in attack this week uh, we'll be in the fight Awesome
2: Chatting with the injured uh, playmaker Adam Dewey uh, tell us a bit about yourself mate uh, for the people who you know we've spoken a lot of football but uh, what do you do in your downtime what are your interests etc
4: um, yeah, I'm actually uh, starting to be a property developer um, in, in the side, and um, I've started to de- develop some properties. I'm, I'm doing a duplex um, building at the moment, and um, that's just started. So that keeps me busy. I enjoy it on the side, and I'm also at uni um, studying a Bachelor of Arts in Global Studies. So keep myself busy on the side and um, make sure footy is my main focus.
3: Property developer. Tell me, <laughs> tell me you're Lebanese without saying you're Lebanese. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, is your old man involved with that? Are you doing stuff with your dad?
4: Yeah, I'm doing stuff with my dad. Some stuff as well. But this is my first sort of project on my own. So, oh, awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, it's all on my own this week. So it'll be good.
2: Good on you. If you were going for lunch with the Tigers boys, uh, who'd be the last person to shout, would you say? Probably
4: Alex Twelve. <laughs> he's, he's very
5: tight
4: with his money. He's very sensible and very tight with his money. So... Um I'm always pulling out my wallet with him and maybe Timmy Mano, when he comes around if he comes for a feed, <laughs> um, he's got a few cobwebs in his wallet like, oh. uh, maybe
2: that's the problem maybe maybe he thinks you' got to pay for scoring tries like when are we going to get this oh, try out as well
3: is is, is, he, is he scoring tries at training like is he getting is he getting practice at training of it or what's going on um, i'd
4: I'd love to say yes, but
3: uh, the, the <laughs> I can't wait till he scores a try. I actually tip him every time I commentate at Tigers' game. Yeah. They say, "What's the highlight going to be?" I say, yeah, "Alex Tye's try." <laughs> I've been saying that for the last three years. Then you've got the grab, haven't you? So when
2: it happens, yeah, they yeah, can say, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah Timmy yeah, was right," yeah. even though he said it every bloody <laughs> week. Uh, what's on today, Adam? I uh, no, just finished watching the SG Ball Boys play actually, and um,
4: probably go sit at home. You know, put on five, two, six. You Got
2: any tips on the ponies today, Joel? Oh, okay. Um, I tell you what, we spoke to Joel Lee Marshall from Best Bets the other day. He likes something in the last. Uh, it's a party for one. It's twenty to one, um, so I'm going to have something on that, mate. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course, Adam. <laughs> yeah,
4: always gamble responsibly.
2: That's it. That's it. Uh, finding the winners that, that that makes you gamble responsibly too. Party for one, there you go. So it's uh, number fifteen in the last. I'll be having something on that, uh, and our listeners can send through there. WBWs, but mate, that's uh, uh, enjoy your Saturday afternoon. The rain's away for this time, uh, but it's a wonderful day to be sitting on the lounge, watching the championships, watching a bit of rugby league, Adam. Dewey. And we appreciate your time here on Crunch Time.
3: Uh, Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it.
2: There he is. Uh, Adam Dewey. Geez, they miss him, don't they? Tigers.
3: Yeah, big time. He's such an important part of their team as well, isn't
2: he? I want to see Hastings play halfback. Dewey, the number six, and see how that plays out with Madge. Uh, He's quite right. The the back rowers are killing it at the moment. Luciano Leilua and also... Kelma to Lungy. It's a shame we're missing both of them. But anyway, keep your text messages coming through. 0457 736 736. After this, Simon Orchid is going to join us from Greyhound, New South Wales. give gives an update on how the Million Dollar Chase is shaping up. This is Crunch Time. Timmy Manor, I'm Joel Kane. All thanks to Isuzu. A break and back with more. Uh, it certainly is. Yes, you can have your say. One 1170 The whistler's calling me about the races today. It's a big day of racing. I'll call you back, Whistler. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the way to do that. The tab million dollar chase seats are on now, and from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. Simon Orchid is joining us on the line. How are you, Simon? Fantastic, boys. How are you this morning? Mate, we're going great. Uh, just for our listeners, can you explain the concept behind the million dollar chase?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Basically, a million bucks is up for grabs for one lucky greyhound racing over the next couple of months, guys. Uh, it's The fourth rendition of the Million Dollar Chase, it started a couple of years ago, and, boy, it's taken the sport by storm. The richest greyhound race in the world. Wow. Basically, a series of regional heats and finals at a myriad of different tracks. Already in the last couple of days, we've seen Casino, Gunnar, Dapto, Tamora had a heat today, and we've got heats at Nara, Bulleye, Dubbo, Wagga, uh, Newcastle later in the week. And once all those regional qualifiers are sorted, all those dogs will descend on Wentworth Park in Sydney for the semifinals and finals of, as I said, the world's richest greyhound race. A million-dollar chase will go off on May 7th. So just over a month. Until the fourth million dollar dog is crowned at Wentworth Park and boys you'd know what it's like
2: to have a million bucks oh, going around, wouldn't Timmy you? Does. <laughs> got a
1: member of the now.
2: Timmy's got it in his ashtray. Um, <laughs> hey hey so, on, so just with, with that, and you know, like you can miss the start or you can, you know, you can draw the wrong box or something. So the semifinals, so for the dog who wins ultimately the million dollar chase, have they had to win the whole way through? Uh,
1: not not effectively, uh, Sugar. So the heat sort of taking place at the moment around the place. The regional heats, the first four from each race go through to the regional final. Right. And then from the final, uh, the top three will progress from the regional final through to the semifinals at Wentworth Park. So you can have an off day during yes. the heats. You can finish fourth in the first heat. You can finish third in the regional final. And then once you get to the semis, you can still uh, potentially not win and make it through depending on times. But yeah, that's the system, mate. Um, essentially, you've got to be at your best over probably a month to make sure you qualify, but things can go wrong. We've already seen there's some races tonight, the Golden Easter Egg, that we'll talk about in a little while. We've seen some of the champs run below par in the heats, but they're still in the semi-finals tonight due to the system, and the Million Dollar Chase is another race like that, where you don't necessarily have to win every race once it gets to the pointy end. Of course, you need to be up the front, um, but in these heats around the regions, you can have an off day and still scrape through.
2: Tell you what, there's something about the name Shelby. Um, Timmy, so yep. Shelby 66 is a horse that's running today, right? And and Simon, you know all about Shelby 66. So this horse was just running around at Goulburn, right? Yep. So the equivalent of this horse today, it's like, um, imagine playing for the Goulburn Stockman, right? Yep. And then eight weeks later, you're playing in an NRL grand final. Oh, wow. That, okay. that, that's that's the rise of this horse called Shelby 66. But the reason I bring that up, Simon, is uh, Tommy Shelby is a very, very popular Greyhound is Tommy Shelby in the mix for the uh, the Golden Easter Egg or perhaps the million dollar chase? Tommy Shelby's not,
1: I believe. Tommy Shelby uh, obviously resides in Perth, has won a bunch of big races on the east coast. I think he's off to stud. I, I know he got sent to stud earlier in the year. I'm pretty sure over in the last, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, they've retired Tommy Shelby to stud. Wouldn't we all love to go? to oh. wouldn't that be? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Hey, Simon, we've um, got to go, mate, um, because news is uh, knocking on our door. But any, any tips tonight you could quickly share with the listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, Golden Easter Egg heats tonight. This is a $250,000 race, guys. It'll go off next week in the final. If you want to have a bet, race five, number three, Idolized. currently $2.70. Began brilliantly with her heat last week. She's got 29.82. Uh, she's just airborne at the moment. Pete Prachuto has her flying. She jumps from box three She's two from two in the white rug. Tonight she meets, I reckon, the weakest of the semifinals. So race five, number three, idolized, $2.70. If you want a bit of value, race six, number seven, Zipping Kyrgios, seven fifty and two fifteen. Sugar, you'd know that, uh, dog. He's a champ. Beautiful. Uh, he ran below par, as I said, in the heats. But tonight in the semifinals, we think that he'll be uh, really difficult to beat. He won the Country Classic just a few weeks ago, over 600 metres, back to 520. Mini Finn's one of the best trainers in the land. Seven fifty and two fifteen each way all day. Yeah, more responsibly, of course. Fellas.
2: Beautiful, Simon Orchard uh, from Greyhound, New South Wales, mate. We appreciate that, and it's the world's richest greyhound race, the Tab Million Dollar Chase. Heats are on now. Thank you, Simon. We'll chat later, mate.
1: Good on you, fellas. Have a great day.
2: There he is. Uh, after the news, we have got the great Tony Kemp about to join us. Yeah, second hour of the program, and you can have your say. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is crunch time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live and you can have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Timmy Manor, I'm Joel Kane. and I'm pleased to say that we are joined by a uh, former Warriors coach, former New Zealand international player, but now a stable mate here at SENZ. Tony Kemp's on the line. G'day, Tone. Hey, Joel. How'd you, how are you going, boys? We're well, yeah, going all right, mate. mate. I, I just wanted to start with this article that I came across uh uh, Adrian Presenko, he said uh, the Warriors threatening not to release their Kiwi players for a test match on home soil ahead of their own homecoming. The Warriors not scheduled to return to Mount Smart Stadium until the 3rd of July against the West Tigers. Now the New Zealand Rugby League are keen to play a test against Tonga on the State of Origin 2 standalone weekend. Uh, Adrian Prezenko reports that such a move would infuriate the Warriors who believe the event would detract from the celebrations they have planned for their homecoming just a few weeks later. What's your take on that, Tone?
0: Oh look, we need international football. Well, we need rugby league. Full stop. Yeah. Joel, in this country, we we haven't had it for you know a couple of years, as you know. So, um, but it's you take it with a pinch of salt, you know. Like most of the NRL clubs don't let most of the players go anyway. So, um, I I just think you know it's a, probably a storm in a teacup. Um, I think the Warriors when they get back and they, they play their first home game, whether you have a test match or not, they'll still they'll still pack the stadium out. Um, but just the but to consider a conversation that says we don't want you to play an international in, inside the only window that you can is pretty ridiculous.
2: What's your take on the club at the moment, Tone?
0: Mate, um, I, look, I, I think they're they still gone through some transition, um, you know, with with this COVID situation and the way that the club, you know, the way that they hit the ground running. I think a lot of promises were made again in the off-season Sean, Sean was talking up a game about being able to manage and, you know, what he learned from Cronulla and really didn't deliver that in the first round. Um, so we'll see today, you know, whether he's, he's learned that lesson that, you know, you can't just sort of half-pie come into a side and expect them to win, especially the Warriors, you know. They need a, they need a hard-nosed game manager and, you know, he, need, he really needs
3: to step up to the plate. Yeah, do you reckon this week, today against the Broncos, is that their chance to get back in the winning
0: circle? Is that the, the one that they need? Oh, 100%. I think I think the same for the Broncos. I think I think it's a good game um, this afternoon because both teams are pretty desperate. You know, the Broncos the way they played against the Cowboys last week, and, and all but for a couple of you know touch and go decisions from Reynolds, where he's trying to I guess get on the front foot. Um, they ended up paying some heavy prices and, and ended up you know getting towed up in the end. So same to say about the Warriors, mate. You know, West Tigers the way they're travelling and. How they threw that game of away, Joel against your old team last mm. week? Um, you know the the form. If it's anything to go by, form in a group one race, these two are running you know second, last, last at the moment.
2: Uh, Timmy, just on that, um, yeah. uh, mate. Honestly, I thought the Tigers <laughs> were, were far superior to the Warriors last week. But the the the, the um, rugby league gods have just deserted Madge, haven't
3: they? Yeah. To be honest, I actually forgot they won that game. Yeah. I remember watching that game, thinking, "Gee, this is a sloppy game." Oh. Um, and the the boys, to be fair, they probably deserve to lose that game. Mm. And you, you mentioned that before, about the reasons why. But I, I feel like they they're definitely not playing the kind of foot they need to be playing. Maybe Sean Johnson's coming in helps in that regard. But um, I it could be this could be the week that they need just to get some confidence back because you know if they can beat the Broncos, that's a it's a big statement in Queensland, and they can build off that. That's two wins in a row. All of a sudden they got momentum and they can start building their season. But at the moment, um, you know. They've got to play some a much better brand of footy. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't know where they go to from here if uh, they win it.
2: Tony, you make a good point. It's a very important game because the the winner will feel up and about. You know they've got a a good win. It's, you know be a decent crowd there at Redcliffe. For the loser, mate, they're under the pump, aren't they? Whether it's the Broncos or the Warriors, the loser of this game comes under the spotlight big time, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think I think that that torch is shining on Reynolds and Johnson this afternoon, yeah. You know, mm. two two guys. If you're looking at experience, you'd have to tip the scale towards Reynolds being able to manage. You know, pretty much a similar side. You know, I know that the Broncos are really young, but in, as far as football and the team, the worries are the same. You know, they've got so many uh, changes to the roster over the last two years. They really haven't had a a stable half that's been able to go on and manage them with with, you know, Channel Tavita Harris and then you've got Cody who's ignored at the best of times and Ash Taylor, you know, getting injured in his first game. So I think I think whoever steps up to the plate and that, that number seven jersey today will, will will go a long way in getting their getting their side across the across the line. And for the Warriors of the Broncos, if they lose this one here, like I can tell you in this country here, like everyone's biting at the bit Um, to watch the game this afternoon and hopefully get the Warriors a back-to-back win because it's been a long time between drinks. Um, And just the thought of maybe they can make the eight is sort of what everyone over here is hanging on to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tony,
3: um, in your experience when you played in Queensland, what was the followership like there? Because they've just sold out Redcliffe Stadium today. So... Um, I don't know if that's a sign of Brisbane fans coming along or sold whether. out, Timmy. It's sold out. Yeah. Oh, wow! Just announced a couple of minutes ago. So, yeah. uh, did you always have a fair following in Queensland
0: with the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Like it was like a. You know, I, I remember when we used to travel to the Broncos, especially. Um, the Broncos used to get quite pissed off because we had quite, you <laughs> know, quite a lot more um, support there in the grandstand than they did. Oh, so wow. it okay. doesn't surprise it doesn't surprise me that they've, they've sold the game out. Um, but you know the good the, the good good thing about that I guess if you're a Broncos support if you look at the the stats especially around crowd support the Broncos are playing play you know three to one um, the type of crowds that anyone else is around mm. the 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 competition so they're used to big crowds the the Broncos um, what what sort of makes me a little bit nervous is that the bigger the crowd the more excitable our side gets and hopefully they don't you know on the back of it um, turn over what they have been doing in the first three weeks a ton of errors um, and a ton of penalties because they'll
2: just you know they'll get buried by the Broncos chatting with Tony Kemp uh, Redcliffe of course home for the Dolphins who join the competition next year now what about Rhys Walsh Uh, where does he go does he stay in New Zealand or he's not in New Zealand for starters but does he stay with the Warriors Tony how does that play out you reckon
0: Oh look, Joe. I think you opened up the can of worms. I th- I think the question is, do we retain a number of Australians that want to, you know, mm. um, play for the Warriors and play for them in, in New Zealand, where it's as you know, a lot colder. And, you know, we mm. don't have the the lingering warmth, weather, beaches, um, lifestyle, which one of the. The major hurdles that the Warriors have in, in attracting talent to stay in this country for long periods of time. This morning in the press there's, there's talk of Matt Lodge not coming back already. Wow, um, they've lost Euron Aiken and and I know that if they don't get Kanan and Ponga, Redcliffe that that um, Reese is probably the second one on on their list. So mate, I think he's a, I think he's a big chance of staying in Australia. You know, we all know his family's there and he hasn't had to come back to New Zealand to live and. Um, yeah, I, look, I think I think it's just not Reese. I think um, we're going to see a, a number of the Australian players that are enjoying playing for the Warriors in Australia. Um, you yeah, know, as we know with the contracts, just say look, I actually want to stay here. I don't want to come back to New Zealand. So, bit of a tough time for the club. I think when I, when they do realise that they're they're playing back in New Zealand every second week.
2: Hey, Tane, I hadn't heard the Ewan Aiken news. Where is he off to? Well, he oh, apparently, the, that
0: came out last week, so um, well, I don't know what club he signed for, but he's asked for a release, and they granted it to him oh. last week, the Warriors. Um, and this morning, it came out that Matt Lodge is, is uh, considering staying back in Australia as well. So I know the, in the off-season, Cody Nikarima was considering staying there. It's, it's, it's a problem we got, Joel, you know, like, mm. You're paying overs to bring players over here in the first place. You know, they're hopefully not at the end of the end of their career, but when you've got someone like a, a Reese Walsh at the beginning of their career, it's even yeah. harder to, to get them and attract them. You don't you do see too many um, up and coming Australian based players come over here and join the Warriors. They're generally either at the back end of the career or at the height of their career. So you're paying you're paying major overs to get in the to, to get in the country and I think that sort of um, Conversation would be happening behind closed doors uh, quite regularly at the moment. When they when they have and do know now that they're returning home, um, probably for longer periods. Come what I think was it Monday, we open up the borders. Mm. So I know they have got four games so far this year. You know, next year it'd be interesting to see how many players they do retain.
2: So Tony, do you feel as though they need to adopt almost like the Panthers model, where you you're building from within? Um, and I remember you know all those years ago with the. When the the old Toyota Cup and the Holden Cup and those sorts of things were around, and the young Warriors sides, Timmy, they were dominant. Like they were very, very yeah. good sides. One of the sides was breaking all sorts of records. The, the, the talents there is what I'm saying. Absolutely, mate. They
0: oh one hundred percent, Joel. You know, like you know, I was 34 when I coached the Warriors, mm. a, a young, Maori, um coach. You know, coming through the ranks, and I was I wasn't ready. I, no. well, I'd, and I'd make that well known. Um, but it was a it was a step that I. You know, you, you're damned if you do, you're yeah. damned if you don't. And but now that I know I'm you know, my early 50s, I can see the the forest for the trees. And, and what we should do is have, have a development model here in New Zealand instead of yeah. um, trying to buy players into when it's a competition. We'll never win it. I can mm. guarantee you that. We have the talent here. What we should do is really um, focus on coaching our own internal coaches. Um, I've said that they should go and approach someone like a Trent Robinson who's a young youngish coach I think Bellamy on the way out Wayne Bennett's you know nearly done but someone like a Trent Robinson put a broom through the joint and say to Trent Robinson look here's 10 years we want you to build us a performance center we want all the best kids in New Zealand to come to it we want to develop all these young players but want you to also coach all of our best coaches in New Zealand and then come through like that Penrith model and bring a nucleus of all our best players through here. We lose between lose between five hundred and thousand kids a year wow. uh, to the Australian system. And the NRL, they really need to get in here and especially support the Auckland Rugby League, who hold, hold 54% of the participation rates here, which could simply be the same as a Queensland Cup or a New South Wales Cup based here in what's yep. a third of the country's population in Auckland. So... Mm.
5: Um,
0: it can happen but it just needs some courageous people to make those decisions and first and foremost it needs Andrew Abdo and and the Commission to go, Yep, we really want to support Auckland in those pathways and if they do that and the and the owners, Mike Robinson of the Warriors, decides to build a development model as opposed to just trying picking up players and winning comps, mate, they'll win it. They'll win mm-hmm. it in ten years and they'll be like Penrith. They'll be hard to beat. Yep. Yeah, you spot
3: on, Tony. I think that's and you said the word courageous and that's what it is. It's so it's so easy in the Apple clubs to feel they have to win so they they get a coach who's under pressure who feel like they've got to buy a team that can win in the next year or two. And then there's no long-term thinking. And I think that's where teams like Penrith have done so well. And it's because they put the patience in. They're w- willing to wait five, six, seven years for these kids to come through. And now they're reaping the, the benefits of that. But to get to that point, you, know, you look at the turmoil they went yeah. through. You know, like Phil Gould copped cop the hit, hook copped the hit. Uh, you Ivan curry has gone and come. Yeah. So to get to where they are now, it wasn't as easy as it looks. Um, and that's where you take you talk about you know courage a club's got to decide this is what we want to, this is where we want to be in the next 7 8 years we got to we're going to take some hits on the way but we're happy to do it because we know where we're going to end up and yeah i think it's until a club's willing to do that and you, the, the warriors have the ability to be one of the biggest powerhouses in the competition but they just need a coach and, and a club that's patient enough to say we'll take our time to get there
2: hey tony what's your view on um you know 17th team comes in so clearly straight away people say okay where's the 18th team going to be and you, you really need that to get rid of the bye are you endorsing a second team in New Zealand or you think it's better off going somewhere else?
0: Oh, no, look, I think a, I think a second team in New Zealand, I've always advocated that a second team in New Zealand should should be here. It would strength, definitely strengthen the Warriors, mm. um, but it would strengthen, uh, I guess, the media, one, the media um, rights in the way that it's, you know, playing a game on a Saturday, a game on a Sunday in New Zealand, for instance. Um would really grow that that viewership, but also why they should have it here is because the simple analogy as far as Super 12 goes you know, we have um, eight Super rugby teams in high schools which play in an elite competition, but every, every high school in New Zealand around the oval ball um, sport has enough players that can fill pathways. Mm. Um, and if you look at that Super 12 competition where you've got the Crusaders, the Chiefs, the Hurricanes, the Blues and the Highlanders spread out through New Zealand. Um, it shows you that you can sustain five teams in New Zealand. So, to put a new um, NRL franchise in here, I would, I, you know, some part of me says that it should be based in Auckland, because I, I think you know having a stadium down um, in the in the middle of town is what what the council's thinking about at the moment. Would would actually sustain two teams in, in, you know, similar to Brisbane and the Gold Coast type thing, yep. um, but the other part of me says, well, why wouldn't you put it in Canterbury and Christchurch, you know, they've had the earthquake, they've got a new build down there, um, but they've also got the Crusaders high-performance model, and, and that goes back to your previous question, Joel, you know, in the t- time of the Warriors, if you, if you want an analogy, the Crusaders have had four coaches, they've won numerous titles, all of those coaches have gone on and coached the All Blacks. Wow. In the same time, the Warriors have had 13 coaches. They've been to the finals, or two grand finals, um, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a sprinkling of final series. Um, but they just have never built any DNA within that club. You know, they call it the they call it the Crusader Man. What it's like to be a Crusader Man, mate. If you're a rugby player in New Zealand, if you're and your kid coming up, you you're bought a bit to play for the Crusaders. Uh, I couldn't say the same thing if you're a rugby league kid here. Wanting to get into the Warriors because you actually don't know what their DNA's like. You know, mm. you're probably more likely want to go to Melbourne, like Tauler Harris did when he was a kid, yeah. or um, or go over there and play through the school systems, like Reese Walsh did with his family. So, so uh, I, I think it, I think you sustain a second team here quite easily. Um, but again, mate, it, it's the, the 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 day that I would like to see is when the NRL come over here and take the game over. And to do that, they need to be courageous and and put backing behind it. And really get in and support New Zealand because, you know, without us, I remember my day when I was here. It was about two percent of us playing in the competition when I was up in Newcastle. Yeah. Mate, we're we're up to fifty percent of that competition now. There's Kiwis everywhere, and if you look at most of the Kiwis, they're they're through the clubs now. They're the they're the pinnacle um, team on the team sheet. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They're marquee players. So it's the right time for that to happen. It's yep. the right time, and I, and hopefully Andrew and them they they do see that.
2: You know what, you make a very good point. We won the Jersey Fleet Comp, Tony, in 1996. And, and the reason I say that is because we did not have a Kiwi player in the team, right? These days, I, I mean, I, I don't think I could name the last time that a team won a junior competition without the presence of a young Kiwi kid. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, you
2: yeah. know,
0: I go to a tournament over here, for instance, we'll have a Pacific or a Māori tournament over here where I've... Indigenous kids are playing and all 16 NRL clubs are are, are visible Um, So, you know, the breeding grounds What I'm trying to say is that, you know, the model is heavily influenced by the other 15 NRL franchises that come and take all of our best kids Um, If we're to sustain a game of rugby league in this country, which we can quite easily do the the NRL have to look at that development model and say well, you know what Queensland and New South Wales. Given that we don't play Origin, okay, so I know that's a big, mm. a big, um, a big crunch of cash that goes towards Queensland and New South Wales. But given the rest of the pathways through schools and what it does to the social fabric of our rugby league community, then the NRL needs to be in there and they need to own it. And and honestly, it'll just take off in this country. But expecting the New Zealand rugby league, which is just a tipple in the ocean of a, a national sport in this country and the Warriors who are fighting you know, to, to, to get their best for their NRL franchise and always fighting against everyone else in the country to hold their kids, the current model doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, I just, if they're thinking bringing a team here, uh, they should think about bringing the NRL office here and running, running football
2: because oh. that would be great for our country. Well said, mate. Uh, very, very passionate. And, and you make a lot of sense on, on your points there. I agree. Uh, the, the talent in New Zealand is, in many ways, uh, the, the Kiwi kids are almost supreme athletes. Like, really. Like, just yeah. seeing them coming through, that they are very, very talented athletes. There's no question about that. Hey, Tane, you give us a tip today. How does it all play out? Give us a score, the Warriors and the Broncos.
0: Um, you know, I I've, I've got a I got a text this morning, boys, from inside the camp. Apparently, they've trained the house down the Warriors. Right. Um, there we go. Inside, a, inside word. Yeah, and 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 they're up for the game, um, but like I said last week, you know, getting a wounded side is probably the worst time to get them, in the, and especially Reynolds with the way that they've portrayed him in the media this week of. Of finding out what it's like to be on a losing side of Brisbane team, I think I think Ren, the, the game's going to come down to the, go down to the wire, um, and I think it's the best best on the football field in the number seven jersey. And whether Sean's ready, I know that Reynolds is going to step up today. I'm just wanting to, I just want to know whether
2: Sean's going to step up. Yeah, that's that's uh, I, I, it's a cheeky cracker game, I reckon. Um, Tony Kemp, uh, stablemate at SENZ and a rugby league legend over in New Zealand. Mate, we really appreciate your time and uh, the insight you gave. Oh, any time, boys. It was fascinating. The, the text boards lit up 0457 736, 736 But sage counsel from the great man Tony Kemp. We appreciate your time, Tony. We'll, we'll chat very soon.
0: Yeah, no worries, boys. Any time.
2: There you go. Uh, very insightful, Timmy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so many, I love the passion he speaks with. But he's spot on. Mate. Well, he just knows the game, doesn't yeah. he? He knows the game. And um, uh, putting a bit of pressure on Sean Johnson. He believes he's got to step up. So this is a big game uh, coming up. and We've got you covered too by uh, NRL Nation. As Matty White's just walked into the building, the dulcet tones of Matty White. Looking forward to that call uh, with yourself, Timmy Manor and Anthony Seabold is yes, going to join you saves. as well. Um, Andrew McCulloch's not too far away. He can join us in the coverage here at Crunch Time as well. Have your say. 0457 736 736. That's the text line. You can call 1300 01 This is Crunch Time. All thanks to Isuzu. A break and back with more. Left-hand side, Kennedy. He finds Talakai. Talakai swatted away from one. Got away from another one. S- 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 Talakai still going. He wants to offload, but he can't. Oh, that's a great run. Just S- S- Talakai. Picked up 20 in the crowd. Didn't they love it? It's so like
5: did- he plays in the prison comp, doesn't he? <laughs>
2: Talakai. Braley wants to go that way. Braley goes out the back. Here's Hines. Here's Kennedy. Here's Katoa. Katoa stepping. Oh, oh Brad oh. best. He just threw him over the touchline. They read that. They saw it coming. Ooh. Oh, great tackle! He rushed. What? That was the Pacific Telikoi. That was again. again. Wow! Last play. The shark is on the attack into this steep breeze. Right here, side Tolman. Game 300. Aiden Tolman crashes over. Well, you can't write the script. Tolman in game 300. He was determined. He was a man on the mission, and he goes bang. Kennedy now to Ramian. Ramian, he gets it to Katoa, who dives! Dives over the top of them, plants the ball down and scores a spectacular try, Katoa. You can hear the cheers, Tolman's having a spell, he's crossing the touchline. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, Dominic Young, it's in bit for ten minutes. Dangerous tackle there. He's got it ten metres out from the try line. They've got to find something here, the Newcastle Knights. They play the ball ten metres out. The fans trying to help their shot. Oh! oh! You won't see a bigger hit from Braden. Hamlin Wow! That's the biggest hit I think I've ever seen. Ever seen. There goes Bulatalo, he's got Talakai support, he links up with Talakai! He palmed away from man, he goes over and the sharky score, well he deserved one. He got denied a try in the first half Talakai and he scores a try. There goes Bulatalo, he's got Talakai support, he links up with Talakai! He palmed away from man, he goes over and the sharky score, well he deserved one. He got denied a try in the first half Talakai and he scores a try. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Sharkies, they're absolutely flying at the moment, Timmy Manor. And uh, we have got the call coming up uh, here this afternoon too with Matty White looking forward to that. The Broncos take on the Warriors. But the Sharkies, Tim, um, I, I don't believe there's a ceiling. I, I believe they can go as far as they wish to go. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, it's got all the makings have been a, a good season for them. You talked about Craig Fitzgibbon coming in. You know, great new coach. And the key signings have been amazing. You know, the Nico Hines at Panukens. The Cameron McInnes, those yeah. guys are the kind of guys you can build a club around, and they're doing that. Um, it was great, and I was a, I was a big fan of seeing Aidan Tolman score oh. on his 300. Like as a as a front rower, you just you love to see it, but on your 300th game as well, I'm a, I'm a huge like I played um Aussie schoolboys with Aidan Tolman over in oh, Europe, did you? and he was my front row partner, and one of the most selfless front rowers you ever play with. Yeah, does all the dirty work that no one will notice, works his backside off, and uh, it's just great to
2: see him. Um, Achieving what he has. When did you retire, Timmy? Uh, end of 19. End of 19, and you yeah. had a massive career as it was. So he's knocked out twenty twenty one and now 22. So he's gone three years longer than you, yeah. Aiden Tolman. He has, that. yeah. And to score, that, that was fascinating. Yeah, to score in that game. What about that hit from Hamelin Newell? Did you see that?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a perfect, perfect shot. It just looked good, too. The way, you know, the optics of it all was great. Um, ugh, Mate, it, it you talk about Cronulla. I think there's no reason why they can't win the comp this year. We're
2: well, talking Sats and I about you know to win a comp, you need to have, and even your team making the grand final, Timmy. You need to, you need to have kids in your team who, yes. at the start of the year, they weren't mentioned in the 17. So at the start of the year, everyone chooses their 17. Yep. So you need that bloomer to come through. Talakai, Do you know how many tackle bus he made last night? A thousand. Sixteen tackle bus. He had 20 yeah. runs, right? Yeah. 20 runs, which is huge. 16 tackle busts, which means 80% of the time he ran the ball, he was beating a tackle. Yeah. That's massive, isn't it?
3: And he's rocking the Abraham Lincoln beard while oh, he's doing yeah. it. He, um, you're, you're spot on. There's a lot of guys in that team that they do their job, just do it so well as well. Um, I, I don't know if there's a player in the team at the moment that's not playing good footy. No. They all seem to be like... When I watched, I went down to Shark Park two weeks ago to watch the the Sharks-Para game and Nico Hines was just drifting across field and every time he touched the ball, yeah. something was happening. He just That's had right. that touch. of, And when, he's, when you have those seasons and players and key players are doing that, there's no reason why you can't win a comp.
2: People forget he's only played about 30 games.
3: Yeah. He's
2: yeah. only played about 30 games. Uh, well, maybe closer to 40 now, Nico Hines, but it's quite remarkable. Um. There you go. So, as I said, we've got the call coming up. You'll be involved in the call, which is the Warriors and the Broncos. Anthony Seabold and uh, Matty White with the call. So, looking forward to that on NRL Nation. Uh, power rankings. Give us your top four and your bottom four, Timmy, at this stage of the game. If you had to forecast how it all looks uh, come the end of the year, how have you got this playing out? the top four, the last four teams standing, and the bottom four? Yeah, okay. I want to
3: have Penrith there for sure in the top four. We spoke about Parramatta. I think they're going to be, uh, you know, two or three. And my, the other ones are rounded off, I think it's going to be, I think Melbourne and Roosters. Like, you know, I know they're probably not playing their best footy at the moment, but it's hard to leave those guys out. Um, closely followed by the Sharks, though. Yeah,
2: knocking on the heels there. There's no doubt about that. Okay, bottom four.
3: Yeah, okay, let's go bottom four. I, unfortunately, I know we had Adam Dewey on before. I can't see Tigers scraping out of the bottom four. Uh, I reckon the Dragons will end up down there. I think... Um, who else will end up in the bottom four? Unfortunately, I think the Warriors. And I also think maybe the Broncos might end up
2: there. Oh, the Broncos. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how does the Knights' season play out? Where, where where are we at with the Knights? They they were brilliant week one against the Roosters, which that form hasn't really held up as far as the Roosters' point of view. They smacked the Tigers. Yeah. could argue a similar case there. So where are they at the Knights?
3: I caught some flack before the season for uh, from Hayden Knowles, their trainer. Yeah. Not keeping them in my eight, not putting them in my top eight.
2: Yep, um, they've
3: definitely got the potential to to have do some damage this year. I think if they do make the eight, they're probably you know seventh or eighth, um, but they they've, they've got some good foot in them at the moment. I like the way they're playing.
2: Jaden Braley's a big out from the moment. What is it's a shame the Brayleys didn't get to play. I tell you what, um, Blake Braley's flying. He's gone to a new level, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, young. Yeah, Blake's going well. I think the thing about well, going back to the the Knights. The thing about them is they, the, the jolly factor's definitely had an impact. So, yeah. you know The way they're playing their footy, they're playing from any part of the field, backfield, they're just throwing the ball around. Yep, uh, And their halves seem really confident. You, know, you never would have picked Kloon and Clifford to be you know, in the top eight halves, but they're, they're doing a great job.
2: Doing a fantastic job. one one 1170 is a way to have your So You can also text 457 736 This is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Uh, it certainly is. Big day of racing, uh, too, coming up. So if you've got any WBWs, uh, flick them through one one we are gearing up for Saturday footy, all thanks to Dometic Patrol, an icebox with a sense of adventure, 3 p.m., which you've got the call, uh, Timmy Manor, with uh, Matty White and Anthony Seabold. Looking forward to that live on SEN. It's the Warriors' take on the Broncos. In team news, Sean Johnson to make his return from a pick injury. Uh, with Cody Nicarima going back to the bench. Jazz Tavanga. <laughs> Jazz Tavanga. Uh, Jimmy Smith had Jazz Tavanga on during the week. I'm not yeah. sure if we got the clip there or not, but they asked uh, Jazz how it was all going. He said, Oh, yeah, no, pretty good. Uh, I've met a girlfriend. Oh, really? Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Uh, we might try and dig that out. Uh, I-, I-, I won't <laughs> give away the story, but uh, we'll let's see if uh, Alex can find that um, a little bit later on. Jazz Tavanga, he starts at lock. In jersey number 14 with Cody Nicarima going back to the bench. Eli Katoa, he'll come from the bench after overcoming an eye injury. So that's a big in for Eli Katoa being available to play in this particular game. The Broncos, Kurt Caples, and out for the Broncos with the calf injury. Jordan Rickey likewise uh, with the ribs. They drop out of the squad. T.C. Rabati comes into the starting side. And Brinko Lee, he joins the bench. Brinko Lee for his first game in the Broncos colours. Brinko Lee, Tommy Flegler, he returns from suspension on the interchange bench. That is the news for the Broncos. The Seagulls take on the Raiders. Who are you tipping in this one, Timmy? I bet mean, the Seagulls, yeah. I, I, I like
3: the Raiders. I like what Ricky's doing with them. and They're showing some fight, but I reckon the Seagulls are going to be too good.
2: Yeah, flip of the coin game for me. Uh, change, uh, Tolotow Cooler. He comes into the side. So Brad Parker is out of the clash. Josh Alloy, he served his suspension. So he is back amongst the reserves as well. Cotridge is back into the side for Canberra, which is a significant in for them. And uh, that's the only change to the 17 that had the win over the Gold Coast Titans. Now, this one here, the Cowboys are taking on the Roosters. I'll give the Cowboys a sneaky chance here, Timmy. Where's the game? Up there. Yeah. Oh,
3: I, think, I think the Roosters are going to be too good. But the, the, the Cowboys are starting to play some footy, aren't they? Yeah, bloody oath, they yeah. are.
2: I'll tell you one thing about the Cowboys. So... Well, for starters, the Roosters don't have their coach Trent Robinson. Yep. So he's in COVID lockdown. But the Cowboys it's like a substitute
3: teacher isn't it? When, yeah. When you, your yeah. coach's not there. That's like, right. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: well, well. Their worst performance Cronulla so far was going down to Canberra without yep. Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, I know that's only a little low base there, but um, one thing I'll say about the Cowboys, Timmy, last year, worst defence in the comp. Yep. Wor- worst defence in the comp. This year they've conceded four tries. The four tries, Harawir and Ira had four people over him, somehow skipped through. So that's one try. Another try was a fast tip-on for the Bulldogs where they scored within millimetres of the touchline. And then the only other two were the two last week where it was a penalty try and a horrific bounce for Herbie Farmworth who scored late in the game. So, mate, they have turned that defence around dramatically. Yeah, but you just go through those plays
3: and two of those three teams were in my bottom four.
2: Yeah, Broncos, Canterbury... Yeah. And the Raiders were yeah. the other team. Yeah,
3: so Raiders aren't in my bottom four, but you know I don't, they haven't played a powerhouse the Roosters true. yet. And the Roosters can can throw a lot more at them. So it'll be good to see how they go. I, I, I want the, the Cowboys to go well this year. it would be great to see them have a good season, but I just think uh, this week the Roosters might get back in the gear.
2: Jermaine Tanoa-Brown, he said to make his return from a knee injury. Uh, he suffered that in round one. Their young forwards are going great. Uh, the Cowboys. Uh, as for the Roosters, well, Fiji captain Kevin Nagama makes his NRL return. So he debuts for the Roosters. Billy Smith is out of the clash there. So looking forward to that particular game. Gearing up for today's footy, thanks to Dometic. Everything you need for adventures, big or small, mobile living made easy. Dometic Outdoor Crunch Time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live. Just before we go to the break, here's the great Jazz Tavanga with Jimmy Smith earlier in the week.
4: By myself with Bert, so recently just got a girlfriend over here, and, and so that definitely makes it easier.
5: Well, mate, everyone's got a great how did you meet story, so you better let us know yours. Um, Tinder?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, there you go. So we, 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 actually, we actually interviewed uh, Sean Johnson, right? And uh, he's aware of the story. Yep. And the boys in the team reckon this is fictitious. Oh, really? They reckon Jazz Tavung is making it up. No, no one has met the girlfriend, <laughs> just, <laughs> despite the fact that she's moved up with him. So no one's met her. So yeah. they reckon it's a load of bulldust.
3: Really? Yeah. Well, you'd think, if anything, he'd not want anyone to know yeah, about no. it. But uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I think it's. Um, it's yeah, that that whole tender thing is a lot more common now. Than, oh yeah. yeah, I remember when I when I first hear you, about tendering, like oh yeah, here we go. But um, that's so, play that, on. It's now. a lot more common now. Than I used to think.
2: Yeah, it's play on now. Anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy crunch time. All thanks to Suzu, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And you can tweet us at eleven seventy se and a break and back with more.
5: G'day guys, Uh, well I'll tell you what, we're celebrating all the wins
6: here at Dabble and the Crunch Time NRL team has cracked the ton, Uh, you can raise the amazing stuff, the first 100 followers, hardest to get and Seth I know you're climbing up the ladder there with your followers too.
5: Yeah, I know, slowly, slowly, Josh. Um, <laughs> but you only do it by getting wins, I suppose, for the dabblers. So when you do get the wins, then you get to spook about it on banter. Um, yeah. And I've been a little bit unlucky the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping the footy gods are going to shine down on me uh, this weekend across the NRL, the ARL, the AFL. Yeah, I, so, oh. I, uh,
6: I have seen you in the banter channels. Been getting involved. You loving it?
5: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm probably not bantering enough. I'm probably a little bit, I'm probably a little bit uh, apprehensive at the moment in relation to some of the chatter. But I'll, as soon as I get a win, then I'll start spruiking and I'll start you know, <laughs> roostering around a little bit. So um, I've got Absolutely. to get those, those first wins on the multi first before I can start spruiking.
6: Uh yeah. I know you love it, Seth. I know the thing about dabble is you know you're the best of social media, like you said, getting involved in the banter plus the betting as well. And uh, when you jump on the app, you open it up. Instead of seeing Will Smith, perhaps Chris Rock from every angle, uh, what you get is people betting, their multis, their tips. Uh, like a guy by the name of Gorilla bets who the other day had the record stats for the most copied bets. 1,700 people copied it. And, of course, the NRL Crunch Time team, they uh, jump in that expert category. They've gone the Broncos to beat the Warriors, Raiders to beat Manly, and the Cowboys over the Roosters. Do you like that one, Seth?
5: No, I don't. I don't because <laughs> when I go across my bets over the weekend, mine are completely <laughs> the opposite. So uh, I hope I'm right. <laughs> well, that means I'm going to have to copy both. This is, I don't like it. Hey, Seth, who are you liking? Yeah. Well, mine's a five-leg multi uh, starting today with the New Zealand Warriors um, taking the five-and-a-half against the Brisbane Broncos,
2: uh, yeah.
5: GWS today against the the Gold Coast Suns in the AFL. uh, Mm
2: -hmm. In Mudgee,
5: great ground in Mudgee. Glen Willow Oval, great regional rugby league ground. Um, I've got Manly to beat Canberra. And then uh, this afternoon we've got the Roosters travelling to Townsville. Even though the the Cowboys were the best we've seen them for a while last week against the Brisbane Broncos, I think the Roosters will bounce back head-to-head. I think they'll beat the, the North Queensland Cowboys in Townsville. And the yeah. final uh, to, to um the final leg of the multi will be the Brisbane Lions with a plus twenty five against North Melbourne Kangaroos tonight. So across a couple of the codes yeah. there and as I said, I've playing that the the footy gods um shine upon <laughs> me this afternoon.
6: Speaking of the codes, I need to, I need to say this because we need the NRL community, the crunch time NRL community yeah, to winning? get behind who's the account. Of the, the
5: Crunch time AL the... NRL. Who's winning? The AFL guys have got the they've got
6: the double ton, so a ton behind. So what you need to do: jump on, download the app, follow the crunch time team, follow stats, He's climbing the ladders as well. So download the app, have a
2: double, double socially, and gamble responsibly. Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, we, we, what happened, hey, man? We lost you, mate. You got locked out. Go and let someone in. <laughs> so for our listeners' benefit, um, our our man has been downstairs to get Andrew McCulloch into the building. He's locked himself out. And we don't know how to turn ourselves back on from the ad break. So there you go. Uh, anyway, Seal, you made it back. You're stressing. Were yeah, you stressing? That's well, a that's So a deep I got reading. back right
1: on time. That's that's a, yeah, did deep... I get back right on time? No, no, oh, we, we, you,
2: you, 20 seconds late. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you're the only one who hasn't been late so far today, Jimmy. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. Uh, don't forget, too, uh, Crunch Time is also on Sunday all year in 2022. Jaleesa Apps hosting there. James Magnuson, he is massive, the yeah, missile. Yeah. And he's going great, too. The swimmers, the, their rigs are good, eh? Yeah. Oh. Mate, he is a beast. Like, you're a big man, Timmy, <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. would dwarf you. Oh, and
3: and let me tell you, my body's not built for swimming.
2: No, no, nor is mine. Uh, Jimmy Smith will be there as well, bringing you the NRLW semi finals So, there you go. Before Sunday afternoon football from Amy Park, where the storm are facing the Bulldogs. Uh, coming up next, as we mentioned, it is the Warriors taking on the Broncos from Morton Daly Stadium. And as you mentioned, Timmy, it's a sellout. Yeah, out
3: so first game at Redcliffe. I think it's going to be interesting to see who the fans actually go for. Are they Broncos fans, Warriors fans? It'll be good to see. Are
2: they Redcliffe fans or what, what, Dolphins what, fans? How, what's the crowd, you know?
3: I don't know how many holds
2: are. No. Um... So we'll have the call here for SCN four games a week. We've got the Origins covered, the Finals, et cetera. So that that's the place to be right here. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. The boys will read your text messages out throughout the call. You can also jump on the call line 1300 one 30-01170. I want to throw something at you, Timmy, which I think the NRL needs to change, and it's to do with the HIA. What we're seeing happen. I'll give an example from last week. So the West Tigers took on the Warriors. The Warriors had ten replacements. And the Tigers had 8. And the reason they had 10 is that after half an hour, Chanel Harris-Tavita comes off with a HIA. Yep. So Jazz Tavanga goes on, which is when he ordinarily would go on after half an hour. Then what happens is, because it's the 15 minutes, early in the second half, when Chanel Harris-Tavita comes back on, Jazz Tavanga clearly doesn't need a rest, does he?
5: No. Because
2: he's been on the field for 10 minutes. They've had half time. So he clearly doesn't need a rest. So what the Warriors do is they bring Josh Curran off. So Josh Curran, who would ordinarily come off after an hour anyway, he's coming off for his first replacement, right? So so yep. what that means is they get Jazz Tavanga on the field for free.
3: Yep.
2: And they get Josh C- Curran off the field for free.
3: So he's saying that they should the same player that goes on just yeah. come off. I
2: think yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Jazz Tavanga clearly doesn't want to come off at that stage, he just come on. So then if you're the Warriors you, you still have to spend an interchange to get Josh Curran off the field. Yeah. So it halves it halves the rot so to speak. Do you know I, what I mean?
3: I wonder if you should have an 18th player yeah. that is just for head knocks.
2: Just for head knocks. So
3: every time there's a head knock, they'll go on and come off. And you yeah. can't use anyone else. They're the person that comes off. Because then the coach is going to want – so say, for example, Jazz. Jazz will go on. Yeah. And the coach will say, well, I need him on anyway because he's part of – well, you know what? For head knocks, this 18th player is just yeah. coming off for head knocks are coming off.
2: I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. He stays on the field if the, the player is ruled out. Um, I, I don't hate that. Uh, it's one to think about, that's for sure. Anyway, have your say here. Uh, this is Crunch Time one 1170 Just repeating, Jaleesa Apps, James Magnusson, the Missile, and Jimmy Smith live from Leichhardt Oval tomorrow. Uh, we're just about done, boys. Uh, Seal, are you done for the day or are you hanging around? Oh,
1: i got all the fun of three hours on the NRL with Muddy and Timmy and... Siebes and Andrew McCullough's just walked into, the, well, I've helped him walk into the building.
2: I'll tell you what, there's some uh, smart <laughs> minds. I know, exactly right. Here, joining the coverage, McCulloch, Seabold, Maddie White and hey, Timmy Hey, man, Manor. how's
3: your, um, your fitness levels? You, you seem to be puffing a fair bit when you came off. Well, I've just walk, run up
1: and down four flights stairs. of stairs okay. uh, yeah. three times, so I'm, I'm cutting myself all right at the okay. minute, right. Timmy.
2: Well, there you go. Okay, <laughs> let's go through oh. the tips. I'll tell you my tips, Timmy. Tell me if you like them or you don't like them. Yeah. I, like, uh, I like, I think the Warriors get a win today. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Warriors yep. gonna win. I think the Raiders can beat the Manly side, and I'm tipping an upset. I think the Cowboys in front of a big crowd there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium can beat the Roosters. You're not with me there, are you? Uh,
3: nor with the Raiders, so we're one no. from three, me and you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Where, where are you at with Manly?
3: I think they'll win. I think they saw some For the too. season? Uh, they'll make the eight. They're going to be make the eight. I was talking about this with Amen off there. I think they'll make the eight. I don't know how much damage they'll do towards the end of the year, Yeah, but they'll be there.
2: Okay. All right. We'll see. Um, They have to turn things around. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Stay with us right here on SEN. NRL Nation coming up after this. Matty White has the call. As I mentioned, uh, Anthony Seabold, Andrew McCulloch, Timmy Manor, we have got you covered here on SEN. It's a big call. It's a cheeky good game too. The Warriors take on the Broncos. The loser of this game, I think, is under the pump an important affair. Stay with us right here on SEN. Keep your text messages coming through, 0457 736 736. Off to a break when we return. It's the NRL Nation with the official teams who will be announced coming up right after this.